uh, like the Lego movie, you know, the beginning of the Lego movie. <laughs> Everybody's doing the same thing, yeah. the same show, the same cars. And then it's like, yeah, listen to your intuition, follow it. Like, where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? Let's chat a little bit about Let's seasonal depression. We're going to make it sound so fun. And <laughs> like we sound so upbeat and so happy, but that's the funny thing about seasonal depression is you're, you can, gosh, you can look at somebody from a distance and think like, oh, she's fine. She has it all together. She looks great. She's laughing and bubbly, but on the inside, it's like, oh my God, how did I get out of bed today? Yep. How much longer do I have to keep this smile on my face? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's so like, how did you kind of find out that you were affected by seasonal depression? How did that happen for you? So I've been like thinking a lot about it a lot, knowing that like we were going to chat and mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know that I had it until a few years ago when someone else posted on Instagram and they were like, I've been struggling to get out of bed. The darkness is killing me. And they listed all these things. And I was like, is that why I feel like this? Like, is this why I feel completely outside of myself and looking outside is just miserable? Um, And then again, as I was thinking about our conversation today, I think when I first actually had it and my doctor overlooked it was when I was like 24. I have super bad anxiety, but I went to her in the fall around this time because I could not get it together. I was like hysterical. I couldn't deal with like the darkness. I just was so unhappy. And we we decided to put me on anxiety medication. But I think that that was actually like the first moment mm-hmm. of, oh, wow. like. The weather and this time change is just totally screwing with you. I hear that so hard. That's like very similar to my story. Like, how did you feel when, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but how did that feel when you're going into the doctor's office and you're like, I think this is what's happening for me? It was nerve wracking, especially since I come from a family where anxiety doesn't exist, right? Like we just push through and we do all the things, um, but the moment I sat there, like I still remember seeing there was pajama day at school. Um, I was I was a teacher and I just remember being like, I need to just get this off my chest. And the minute I did and the minute she, I could tell that she heard me, I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like yeah. there's something to this. Oh, that's such a good point. It was, it was so liberating. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like that's the thing about seasonal depression or depression in general and anxiety too, I guess. It's like, it's it's not tangible, right? So it's like, you can't see it like I'm a nurse. And so when I'm at work, it's quite clear when somebody has broken their leg or their foot <laughs> or maybe they're throwing up and they have an infection. Like that's not hard to miss. But yep. when somebody is feeling depressed or anxious, it's so easy to miss that and to miss that on ourselves. And then especially, I think, like I talk about this all the time on the podcast is as women, it's go, go, go. I don't even have time to be depressed. I don't have time to feel anxious. I don't have time to deal with this. 
And so I think it's yep. so easy for us to overlook this and think like, oh, no, I don't have that. Or depression looks like this season, you know, I guess seasonal depression is something that I didn't know about at all growing up. Like I've heard about depression, but I had never really heard about seasonal depression until, yeah, exactly. Until I experienced it myself. And I remember sitting in the doctor's office and I cried the moment he was just like, I think this is what's happening. And I'm like, oh no, I thought yoga fixed everything. (laughs) (laughs) And that's obviously like a big thing that I talk about on the podcast is like holistic ways to try to like deal with our depression and anxiety anxiety and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't always come down to a great yoga routine. I mean, there is so much involved, especially with seasonal depression, because you can't change the fact that the sun goes down early, you know, or it's cold outside. So what are some of the things that you kind of do to try to manage? Oh, so I, well, I think that just for anybody listening, if you think that you are experiencing this, I would just, whether it's mental or whether you write it down, like start tracking how you feel because I, looking back, I wish I had done that because then it would have been a little bit more tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, cause again, now looking back, I can see, especially when I was teaching from, you know, mid October through February, like up until February, I was like, I just like hated my life. Um, and now that like, again, I'm, I'm processing and I'm in this really big, like reflective learning phase of my life. I'm realizing how much more of a touchstone that is. So I would say like, just start by writing it down or just taking note. Um, but over the years, I've just slowly added things to my routine to help me deal with Mm -hmm. this seasonal depression. Um, and the biggest one for me has been movement and that's not necessarily like a workout. Like there are times, especially right now, like I will come home from work at like this time, five, six o'clock and I will just blast music and I will dance. Love that. And it's just so freeing because I'm not worried about like doing amount of reps. I'm just literally dancing around like in my, you know, in my living room, just blasting my favorite music. And that alone just makes me feel like, okay, serotonin levels are kicking in and I can like do all of the things now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. I've never like really done that. That's so smart. Just getting like, just dancing and not putting the pressure on yourself. I think that's a huge point you just made too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll grab my dogs and I'm like, come on girls. Like we're going to, you know, just dance around. And, um, I mean, for any Taylor Swift fans out there listening, you know, her new album is, or her re-released album is dropping on, uh, is dropping soon. So my gosh, that's how I'll be getting through the next month and a half of seasonal depression Mm -hmm. is just going to my go-to music. Mm -hmm. the music and then oh my gosh you know what I did um I just put my tree up like early (gasps) early I saw that oh my gosh (laughs) yes I'm so happy actually I did it November 1st I literally the moment just hit me and I was like actually thinking about this I was like man I kind of want to put it up no I shouldn't like kind of thinking you know oh my gosh people are gonna think I'm crazy I don't want my neighbors to know like and then (laughs) and then all of a sudden I was just like you know what I suffer from seasonal depression. This, I feel like this would make me happy. And if not for a couple of weeks, it's going to make me happy today to put this up. And so we do what makes us happy. And I was like, just screw it. I'm doing it. But yeah, I like just doing something fun like that. Put some, decorate something or dancing around. Like, ah, it sounds amazing. 
and like as you're talking about just decorating your tree like I have chills because it's just like the <laughs> smallest thing that even you talking about it I'm like oh yeah. my gosh it's so exciting we get to decorate trees and have the little lights and just sit in the dark with your tree glowing like yeah it's those little moments that I've really tried to lean into as I've gotten older to be like okay this is what's making me happy right now exactly yes and leaning exactly leaning into what makes us happy what about do you do like a sad lamp therapy I was just going to say, I just bought one for the first time and I've been using it for a week. Um, and I've been using it just in the mornings and oh my gosh, it is a freaking game changer. Yeah. I'm like, why have I not done this before? Like Mm -hmm. just sitting in that light. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. It's amazing. I have to make the little plug um, about it can interact with certain medications. So it's actually really good, which doesn't sound like, it doesn't seem like something you should ask your doctor about because you can just buy it on Amazon, but you should check into it first to make sure that it's okay to use for most people. It is, but it is the best thing ever. I have been doing it for a couple years also now, and I, I love it like in the morning time also. And it's just such a game changer because, you know, obviously we're getting less sun and that's the whole point. And so it helps you helps release those, like, I don't even know all of the, you know, chemicals and the pathophysiology (laughs) behind all of that, but there's obviously so much behind all of that, but scientific research, you know, and there's reasons why we need that sunlight. I like, I'm, I'm even just struggling for words because again, I, something I didn't even realize I was missing. I just was like, oh, I just feel a little more down and like, yeah, I feel better around like Thanksgiving and Christmas, but then the rest of it is like kind of flat. And it's now that again, I've been like learning more and really putting myself in the space to just reflect on how I'm treating my body. I'm like, my gosh, it's just because I'm missing the sun. Yeah. It's, isn't that crazy? What about like supplements? Have you, have you tried any different supplements like vitamin D or anything like that? So I was on vitamin D for a while. And then once my levels balanced out, I went off it. Cause I was like, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Dumb. <laughs> um, because obviously <laughs> like continuing that would be helpful. So I just restarted that. Um, I just started like a B vitamin. Nice. So just like those little things. The other thing that's really been helping now that I think about it has been keeping myself consistent with a sleep schedule. So crawling into bed at a certain time and making sure like I'm like my lights are out by 10 at the latest. That has been really, really helpful because my body just knows, okay, like it's dark, but like, this is the time where you need to be sleeping. Yeah. That makes sense. You're getting your body used to that. Exactly. So that it's dark from maybe five to 10, but that's still my time to be awake. Yeah. And so that's that really has, interesting point. that has been really helpful. Um, it's just like these little things that I think we don't even again, realize like how we don't even realize we have seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I, I would love to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. Cause I kind of rushed over that part, but like, it's interesting how I think so many people have seasonal depression, but again, like we, like we were saying, society doesn't always, it's not something that it's, that we talk about often. It's not commonly shared. Um, and again, the stigma and all of that, but Yeah. Just talking about how you recognized it or how the doctor that you saw kind of aided you in recognizing that. You know, 
those, I'm sure everybody now, especially in this day and age, like you go into your primary and they give you that form and they're like, circle, do you feel like zero to four? Or, you know, um, and I don't mean to see, sound glib about it, but, you know, they make you fill out how you're feeling, all these things. And it was like just the reinforcement of that form and then sitting and talking to her about it. And just that conversation, I was like, oh, there's there's more to this than just my anxiety. And now being I've been in therapy for years and even just being in therapy, I noticed that that alone, having that hour a time a week, um, that hour a week to talk, even if it's not about the seasonal depression, is a huge mood in mood booster. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if it's just because I just love therapy so much that yeah, or you the know, connection or something. Yeah, but just having that extra time, it's like a touchstone in the week of whatever's going on. At least I know that for this hour, you know, yeah. I'm I'm connected, I'm invested, I'm I'm on in a sense where it it feels good for me and for my for my body, for my mind. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said too, for like having some type of schedule or routine, even if it's off every once in a while, but you know that you'll be doing this. Yeah. And that's part, I think that's something I've learned a lot with seasonal depression is like, I have to do my morning routine. And yeah, when I wake up in the morning, I don't necessarily want to because it's freezing outside and I'm on the West coast, by the way. So I have no excuse compared to <laughs> what, you, <laughs> what your winter looks like. <laughs> Okay. It's almost freezing in the morning <laughs> and I still don't want to get out of bed, you know? Um, but I know that if I'm consistently doing that morning routine, I feel great. If I'm not, it's quite obvious if I even miss a day or two. 100%. I mean, right now, um, I have been very lax with my morning routine. I was actually just talking about this with my therapist today, but I realized I'm just in a state of where I really have to heal my body. And so even though I know I'm combating and I'm, you know, processing the seasonal depression now that it's like really hitting with the time change, I'm like, okay, how can I just now be kind to my body? So if it means not waking up with an alarm, okay, we're not going to do that for right now. Um, And at least keeping then that goes back to at least making sure I'm going to bed at the same time every night. Cause if I'm not getting up at the same time, at least if I'm going to bed, I still have somewhat of a, of a routine to, to fall back on, which is helpful. It's very smart. Yeah. Really smart because you at least have something. And then, yeah, at the same time, you're healing your body. You're letting your body do what it clearly needs to do. Yeah. That's genius. Have you now, so now that you've you know, realized this and now that you're working through this and bettering your life through this situation, because it's obviously hard, but you don't want to just, I guess, fall victim to the the seasons. Um, yeah, (laughs) but now, now that you realize everything, have you, um, noticed or have you talked about this more with friends? Has it come up more like in your friend circle? I'm trying to think, um, I know it definitely has in the past. Um, and actually now that, now that you're putting me on the spot with this question, mm-hmm. I think it actually might affect, and this is like a total specul- speculative statement, but I think it really affects teachers, mm. um, because all of my teacher friends, both when I was working as a teacher, um, and now when I still, you know, connect with my teacher friends, 
it's this time of year where we all really struggle. It's hard to gear ourselves up to go into the classroom. It's hard to kind of be on all the time. Um, But then once it comes to be about February, we feel like, okay, we can do it. And that's, you know, when things really start to, to start to fluctuate in terms of the light. So, and obviously this could apply to other professions, but I really Mm. feel like with teachers, we have all been in a cohort where I think this is affecting all of us, but we've never really, we just figured it was part of the process of teaching. Mm -hmm. Like once you get into a routine, once you get into a schedule and you're like, okay, we don't have a break for a while or whatever. But now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, no, I really think that we're just affected by seasonal depression Yeah, on some level. Yeah. Wow. Um, You don't always realize who is struggling. You don't, it's not obvious, like, like we talked about at the beginning. And so it's, I mean, it's amazing. It could be anybody. And that's why sometimes as vulnerable as it feels, it's amazing to be able to share your story because other people can relate and it helps people to then heal or then realize what they're going through. 100%. I mean, one of the things that, um, I always, hold myself to is especially on my social media to be super transparent about anything Mm -hmm. that I'm going through. And so one of my like focuses in the, in the coming weeks is to be much more vocal about the seasonal depression and what I'm doing to combat it. And um, I know I'm in a very different spot than I was even this time last year, because I'm no longer teaching and in that formal structure, but you know, anything that I can do, like you know, coming on here and talking to you about it is I think just so important. And like you said before, there's such a stigma just Mm -hmm. around any form of mental health. And if we can just chip away at that and be like, how you're feeling is normal. And this is how we can support each other. Like we need to, we need to do, we need to crack it wide open and just start having those conversations. Yeah. I 100% agree. And speaking of that, so Tell me a little bit more about your podcast, what you like to cover. And, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What don't I like to cover? So <laughs> um, my podcast is called Sweat and Reflect. And it is it was born out of this idea of life is happening for you, not to you. And how can I help women feel empowered to stand authentically in their lives, in their strength? And be okay with sharing their story, no matter how good, bad, ugly. But one of the things that I've been talking about a lot is grief. Um, I lost my husband last May. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Oh, gosh. Yes. (laughs) So um, it actually, again, as we're sitting here, it's like all kind of clicking, like seasonal depression. There are a lot of parallels to to this grief journey that I'm on, where it you don't necessarily realize that you're in it. Like I know I'm in it obviously because like I've buried my husband in all of these things, but, um, you know, just being able to share my story, share what I'm going through and connecting with other women on the podcast and just like in my world in general, you know, again, it's breaking down that barrier of you're not alone and the worst thing can happen to you, but on some level, it's working out for you. And I know that that's seems so bizarre to say, especially for me to be like, I know I, some, I always feel like I have to qualify because people are like, but your husband died. How did that benefit you? And I'm like, it didn't in terms of like 
what you normally would associate with the word benefit. But for me, it's taught me to, you know, be much more vocal about who I am and what I want out of my life and how to really maximize this life that I've been given. And, you know, so as much as I wish he never died, I'm trying to find the good in it, just like in this whole just realm of educating myself in terms of my health and my mental health and everything. Like there's always a benefit. Mm-hmm. We just have to be willing to look for it. I love that you are able to talk about all of that and that you're able to, I guess, I don't want to say rise from the situation, but I want to say turn something that is extremely hard to go through that not many people have to go through into something as powerful that is able to help other people too. I mean, that's amazing. That's like, mm, mm-mm. you're special. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely been a crazy year and a half, but, you know, I just keep thinking to myself, like, there's a greater purpose to this. And if I can't be living with him physically, you know, and, and, moving forward with the dreams that we had had as a couple, like mm-hmm. I can live my life to the best of my ability and take him with me yeah. in whatever it is that I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Girl. <laughs> and you're obviously, your podcast is on all the platforms. It can find it. All the anywhere. things. And I can link your, um, do you prefer Instagram? Oh, I love Instagram. Yeah. It's my it's my jam. <laughs> so I'll link your Instagram down there. And then tell me about this program that you're... So you're doing life coaching? Yes. Um, so part of this whole year has been transitioning out of teaching and into life coaching okay. um, and just doing something that feels much more aligned and fulfilling. Um, and so I'm a purpose coach, um, which sounds very like woo-woo, but basically... I am really focused on helping women live authentically in their purpose. So whether that's their purpose is to be a mom and to be the best freaking mom that they can be, we are going to work through, you know, how to make sure that they're taking care of themselves so that they are that best mom or helping women. Um, I've been chatting with a lot of women who feel like they're not sure if they're where they should be in their career. So let's break down. Is it that you just aren't feeling challenged in the exact situation? Or is it that we have to pivot a little bit and find a niche that works better for you? Or is it just, you are completely like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I woke up today and I'm like, what am I doing in this life? Mm -hmm. And we're just going to explore like what sets your heart on fire? Like where in your body do you feel most alive? And like, let's chase down that feeling and make it, make it attainable every single day. Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. This is like exactly what I preach on this podcast is like, we need to be living this life that sets us on fire that we are fucking excited to wake up for. Like that's (laughs) what life is about. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Love it, dude. Um, (laughs) If you could give us one, and this is such a hard question and I'm totally putting you on the spot, but if you could give us one tangible tip for self-love or self-care, something that you like to do, um, that you share with people. I think like what's been really on my heart is just use your voice. Like that's the best thing you can do for self-love. And it doesn't mean that you have to be actually vocal where somebody else hears it, but like listen to 
your voice, like let your, your intuition, your heart, your person just guide you. I'm finding that the more that we just like quiet and just like breathe and feel Mm -hmm. our bodies. I feel like that goes with what you were saying a minute ago too, is like not living your life on autopilot is, you know, that's, that's what you're preaching. And part of not listening to your inner voice means that you're just kind of on autopilot, just like the Lego movie, you know, the beginning of the Lego movie. everybody's doing the same thing the same show the same cars and then it's like yeah listen to your intuition follow it like where do you want to go who do you want to be oh love this I'm obsessed with this conversation right now me too I can give you like the biggest hug. Like that's what I'm feeling. (laughs) Oh my God. We need to do this. Like more of these. Yay. I'm so happy you were able to make it to another awesome episode. Don't forget if this resonated with you, take a screenshot, tag me in it on Instagram at enlightened period wellness. Or if it's something that one of your friends needs to hear, don't hesitate to send it out. Let's get this message across. Have a blessed day.